Psalms 61, verse number one. If you're there, say amen. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Let's call on the Lord together tonight. God, thank you for your precious word. Thank you tonight, Lord, that you are the sure foundation upon which we can stand. I praise you for your precious people that have gathered in the house of the Lord tonight. And I ask God that you would use me in some way to help somebody. God, that your word would lift somebody up out of a terrible pit. God, that you would give clear direction, understanding. Lord, the wisdom to trust you when we cannot see your hand, but to know we can always trust your heart. I pray in Jesus' name for supernatural intervention. I pray, God, that unction would rest on your servant tonight as I preach the forever settled in heaven word of God. May it be settled in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Let the church say amen. I'd feel a lot better tonight if you just put your Bible down and clap your hands to the Lord. Give him a great big shout of praise. Would you do that? Thank you, God. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Hallelujah. All other ground is sinking sand. Hallelujah. That's the way I feel tonight. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Would you give the Lord a hand clap tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated this evening. I don't really have a great title for you tonight, but I want to draw directly from the scripture that I read to you this evening in our text in Psalms chapter 61 and verse number two. David said that he would cry unto the Lord from the end of the earth. And he said, when, not if, he said, when my heart is overwhelmed, because there will be a time in your life that you feel overwhelmed. And he said, when my heart is overwhelmed, anybody in here ever felt that way? He said, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And so tonight, I just want to extrapolate, if I may, from this text, the rock that is higher than I. 
Most commentators believe that when David wrote this psalm, he was in a terribly low place. As a matter of fact, it's believed by many that at the time that this psalm was written, that David had been exiled from his home and Absalom was leading, the Bible said, a conspiracy in the kingdom to overtake it. The word of the Lord said that Absalom stood at the gate of the city. And whenever some would come to the gate, the Bible said that he came early in the morning. And he would wait there for the people that had come to see the king. And the scripture said that from the gate of the city, that he stole the heart of Israel. He literally stood at the gates of Jerusalem. And right under the nose of his father who had loved him and provided for him, he led a revolt and stole the hearts of the people. David knew what it felt like to be in exile, for it was David who had dwelt in the cave of Adullam with a bunch of men, the Bible said, that were broke. He was in there with a bunch of men that were broken. They were broken financially. They were broken emotionally. They were in a mess. They were living their lives literally in a place of warfare and poverty. And David was with them. He had lain on the ground in sackcloth and ashes after his sin with Bathsheba was recognized and the child that she had conceived had died. But this one felt different. This was a different kind of exile. This was a different kind of trial. It was a tough one. On any other given day, David would have just went to the house of the Lord to inquire of his God. For it was David the psalmist who said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. But today, that was not an option. He was running for his life from his own son. He was dwelling on the other side of Jordan with no way to get to the house of God. No way to access his own throne. Needless to say, David was broken and he was hurting. But David had learned some lessons in pain as a young man. And he had learned, according to Psalms 18 and 2, that even in darkness, the Lord would be a light unto him. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. Somebody say my high tower. David learned I may be low, but there is a high tower. I may be on the run, but there is strength that comes. When my reservoir is dry, there is a God who is mindful of me, and he knows the way that I take. I'm here to preach to somebody tonight that feels like you're at the end of your world. 
You feel like you've tied the knot at the end of the rope and you're hanging on with all you've got. David would have loved to have been able to go to the sanctuary, but now David was in a place that when he had no access to the sanctuary of God, he knew that he could access the God of the sanctuary. I want to tell somebody here tonight that's been in a low place. You haven't been able to find him and you haven't been able to make it to the house of God, but God knows where you are I know you may feel like he's a million miles away and you may feel like God has no clue but I've come to tell you tonight God knows where you are I make you a promise someday you're going to look back on this season of your life and you're going to realize it was nothing but a trial that you made it through I said you made it through There's going to come a time when you're going to look back on this season and realize that God brought you through. But right now, you're in the lowest place you've ever been. And I want you to know in this house tonight, I've come to preach simple. I've come to preach easy and elementary. I've come to break it down Gerber style where everybody in here can digest it. I've I've not come to preach to the people that's got it all together and everything's all right in your life. I'm here to preach to the one that's been so down, you don't even know why. up looks like I've come to preach to you tonight that there is a rock that's higher than you I had a pastor call me today and he was talking to me about some thoughts that were on his mind and he was preaching something about whales I don't remember the fullness of it as in the, the great fish a great whale and he had come across some information that he was talking about. And he, he was telling me how many whales die every year according to watermammals.com or something. He, he, he was telling me how many whales die every year. And he was telling me how they die. And that whales, although they're in the water, that's their environment. He said they can hold their breath for up to an hour. But the number one way that whales die is suffocation in the water. Now let that sink in. The environment that they were created in. I said, well, how, how in the world does that happen if that's the environment they were in? And he said the number one way that whales suffocate in the water is they get tangled up in a low place and can't come up. I'm here to preach to somebody tonight that's as low as you've ever been. And you feel like you're just about to run out of air. God, I feel this tonight. I'm here to preach to somebody that feels like you've held on with all your might, but you're running out of might, and you're running out of time. You're running out of strength, and you feel like you're running out of daylight. I know, I know, I know what it feels like to feel like everything around you is dark and feel like everything around you is weak, to feel like everything around you is sinking sand. But there is a rock tonight that you can stand on with all other ground. Your job may have fallen apart. Your family may have fallen apart. But there is a solid rock that you can stand on tonight. And that rock has a name. Pastor St. Clair, I'm low, I'm low, I'm low. And you know what's tough? It's tough when you're low to not talk about how low you are. (laughs) 
It's probably going to get tight in here for just a minute. I'm telling you, there's something about it. When, when we're low, we don't even like talking about up. The only up we talk about is we're mad at the people that are up. I don't know why God do it for them, but he won't do it for me. I don't know why God healed them, but God didn't heal me. Come on, anybody in here human flesh tonight? I don't know why God touched their kids, but God didn't touch my kid. I don't know why God brought their spouse, but God didn't bring my spouse. Hey, I want to tell you, it's all right to be low. But every now and then, we need to open up our mouth and begin to declare some things that look contrary to the evidence. (laughs) It's all right to say things that other people would think you're crazy for saying. When it don't look like there's any way to come out. There's something about faith in the heart of a believer that can stand up and say, you know what? It ain't as bad as it could be, and I'm coming out of this thing. I've come to preach to you tonight. It don't matter how low you are. The rock is always higher than you are. But Pastor, I don't feel like I have the strength. That's okay. David said it like this. He didn't say, I'm going to come find the rock. He said, lead me. Are you hearing what I'm telling you tonight? When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. It's a place that you may not be able to get to on your own strength. But God is able to lift you up. I know, I know that when we look under the hills from what's cometh our help, It's frustrating to hear other people testify of where their help has come from. But I wonder tonight if there's anybody in the room that's felt like at all that you would look to the hills if you could get your head that high. Well, Pastor, I'd look up, but I I can't get up. And, and, And looking down has become a permanent fixture for us. But I've come to tell somebody tonight that's so weak you don't even feel like you can lift your head to look under the hills that this same Bible says that he is the lifter. He is the lifter of my head. I feel tonight in the Holy Ghost. I felt it. I struggled with this in the prayer room. I went to my office before church started. And I said, God, I don't know who this is that you're trying to speak to. But God knew that somebody was on their way to the house of God tonight. And I feel like somebody's going to leave here with things looking a little different than they were when you walked in. When you came in, you didn't feel any hope. And you didn't feel like there was any way out. But I've come to preach to you about a rock tonight that's higher than you are. I love old hymns. I love to sing old hymns. And I like to know the story behind old hymns. The story said that lightning briefly illuminated the primitive rock-cune landscape of Burlington Comb in Somerset. It was followed by a deep growl of thunder and then rain lashed mercilessly down, pouring bubbling streamlets down the craggly sides of the primeval cliffs which rise some 250 feet to the Mendip Heights on one side and into the Cheddar Gorge on the other. The curate of Blagden, a nearby village, had been traveling along the road near the cliffs when the storm struck and dashed into a cave for shelter. He had been fortunate to find this hiding place so quickly. 
And while waiting for the storm to pass, he began to muse on the idea of the rock of faith being a shelter from the storms of life. The words for a hymn began to form in his mind according to the legend that still persists. He had no paper in his pocket to write down the words. Looking down, he saw a playing card and considered a sinful thing by a young cleric. He decided nevertheless to pick it up and he began to write on the back of this playing card. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. Not the labor of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow all for sin? could not atone thou must save and thou alone nothing in my hand i bring simply to the cross i cling naked come to thee for dress helpless look to thee for grace foul i to the fountain fly wash me savior or I die. I love this verse. While I draw this fleeting breath, and when my eyes shall close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Brothers and sisters I've come to preach to somebody tonight that knows about a storm or two. But what you need to know about in the storm is there is a rock that you can run to. There is a place that you can hide. And when the chaos of the world is too much there is a rock. Can I be honest with you tonight? I don't know what people do without the Lord. I don't know what people do without the Lord. I've been serving God all my life. And I've had some hard days. I've served God. I've, I've done my best to be faithful to God. I'm like everybody else in this room. I've failed Him a million times. But I don't know what people do without the Lord. I, I honest to God cannot imagine what life would feel like to just wake up in the morning and him not have anything to do with my existence. Some say that it's just a fairy tale. Some say that it's not reality. Some say this God thing, this whole relationship with God thing that we have is just something to make you feel better. But I'm telling you, if you've ever known him... <laughs> If you've ever known him, if you've ever felt the hand of God reach down lower than you could reach up, you know what I'm talking about. My dad got a call one day from a friend of ours and he missed the phone call so he called right back and when he did the man answered and the guy told my dad, he said, Bishop St. Clair, he said, you won't believe this. He said, but I was so down. And he said, when I called, I needed to talk to you. He said, because I had just got the courage to call you. 
He said, I had to pull the 44 Magnum out of my mouth just to pick up my phone to give you a call. I'm talking about low. But why is it, ladies and gentlemen, out of all the people in the world that a man would call, if you could see the contacts on my phone, I have thousands and thousands of people on my phone. Why of all the people that he would call, would he call an apostolic preacher? You know why? Because people that are down know how to get a hold of the rock. People that are struggling know where to find it. That's why it's important that the church doors are open every week. That's why it's important that we gather in the house of the Lord. That's why we can't afford to lose one service. We've got to have a move of God every time the doors are open. Because somebody is going to walk through the doors of this house. And God's going to do it in their life. I've preached funerals for people that did not have the Lord. I received a phone call one day from one of the funeral homes here in town. They said, Pastor St. Clair, we're reaching out to you because this family is here. We have their son here. They don't have a church. They don't have a pastor. They have nobody. They said, would you be willing to do his service? And I said, well, I suppose I'd be more than happy to. Can you tell me a little bit about what I'm dealing with? They said, yes, this week they came to the, to the place where he was working. Couldn't get a hold of him. When they walked in, he was hanging from the ceiling joist. Had taken his life. You know, at a moment like that, you want to say, no, I've changed my mind. <laughs> what are you going to say? What, what, what can you walk in and say? It's going to make the room feel better. I'm going to tell you what you can say. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me, God. Pastor, how can you find hope in that? Let me tell you, let me tell you how you find hope in that. Because David knew there was a rock. The, que- the question was not the existence of the solid ground. The question was where I'm at right now, and it may be lower than I've ever been, but while I'm here, Lord, if you could lead me. Hey, I'm here to tell somebody tonight, and I feel this strong in the Holy Ghost. I'm here to speak against every spirit of suicide that has whispered in the ears and the minds of people. I feel this in the Holy Ghost tonight. I've come to break the back of that hopeless spirit that's been speaking to you. You may be watching this online tonight, but I've come to tell that line devil of hopelessness and suicide that you have been given an official eviction notice tonight somebody has found out you are never so low that there's not a rock that you can run to (laughs) oh God Listen, you don't need to be ashamed of your testimony. Your testimony may be the very thing that gives somebody the courage to get up out of the miry clay. You hear what I'm telling you? Pastor, I don't like to talk about where I've been. Then don't make the focus about where you've been. Make the focus about who brought you out. He brought me out of the miry clay. 
He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of praise. Hallelujah. I don't know what people do without the Lord. I remember when I was a boy, <laughs> I was always sensitive to the Lord, sensitive to the spirit world. Those of you that have heard the story about the Lord walking in healing my body when I was a kid, I've always been sensitive, and that, that's good because you're sensitive to the Lord, but when you're sensitive to the spirit world, things that's going on around you, it makes for some pretty restless nights as a kid. And I'd lay in my room and darkness would try. Man, I'm telling you, it was some long nights. And I'd lay in my bed and I was too ashamed to go get my mother and dad. I was too afraid to go tell anybody. But man, I'd, I'd hear the powers of darkness try to whisper to me hopeless things and terrible things. I remember as a little boy, I carried a fear of dying all the time, all the time. Because a voice would tell me all the time, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to take you out. I was too young to realize if the devil had the authority to take me out, I'd already been dead. But somebody else needs to hear that tonight. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? He don't control your destiny. But I, I'd, I'd be too afraid to go get my mom and dad because I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't want to wake them up. and I, I didn't want them to know. And also, it's quite shocking in the middle of the night when you're in a deep sleep and you wake up and your kid's this far from your face saying, Dad. And I remember laying there in the darkness, feeling the powers of hell come against me as just a little boy. I'm telling you, I don't know what people do without the Lord. And I'd lay in my bed and I'd just close my eyes and I'd say, In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Tell me who can stand before us when we call on his great name, Jesus Jesus, precious Jesus, we have the victory. You know this old book right here? I know the devil hates it when we talk about it. It's still the best-selling book of all time. Are you hearing what I'm telling you tonight? We got more of these collecting dust in our homes than we know what to do with. But I want, I want to tell somebody in here tonight that's in a low place. It's amazing what happens when you praise him in the darkness of the night. I, li I listen nearly every day. If it's a normal day in my life, I listen to the word of God every single day through my phone, through the audio. But I have never took my phone and stuck it under my pillow when I needed peace of mind. But you know what I have done? I picked up this old book, God Have Mercy. Put it underneath my pillow, put my hand on it, and said, Lord, I'm going to stand on your word. God have mercy. 
I've never taken my phone that has a Bible in it and walked up to, to a sick person in a hospital and laid my phone on their chest and said in the name of Jesus. But you know what I have done? I've walked in with my old Bible and I've laid my word on their chest and said, Lord, according to your word, with your stripes we are healed. I've come to tell you tonight, there's a rock we can stand on. There is a firm foundation we can stand on. I know you may feel like you're about to lose your mind. I know you may feel like you're about to go crazy. But God knows where you are. He knows what you need. And the rock is still higher than you. <laughs> Pastor, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to pray. I just, I'm at a loss for words. That's why we got this book. Now, I'm fixing to take away a bunch of excuses right here. Because I wake, I wake up in the night and I don't, know what to, I don't even know what to pray. I'm at a loss for words. Moses in Deuteronomy 32 and 28. Deuteronomy 32 and 3. He said, because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. He went on to say there are those that have risen up against us. They have stood against the people of God and the name of our God. In verse 28, he said, for they are a nation void of counsel. Neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise. That they understood this. That they would consider their latter end. How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? Except their rock has sold them and the Lord had shut them up. For their rock is not as our rock. Even our enemies themselves being judges. You know what to say in the middle of the night when all hell is breaking loose? You need to look at the enemy and say, you don't have a rock like my rock. You don't have a foundation like I have. I don't know what people do without the Lord. But I can tell you this tonight. If you've been living your life without him, I can tell you how to get to him tonight. You know why I don't worry and fret about what's going on in this world? Although I'd like to. I'm not telling you I don't have a few cans of food stuck away in the house. Because I ain't going to go hungry. <laughs> but I, I can tell you this, I don't worry. I mean, I, I see it, I get it. I think it was two weeks ago on Sunday morning Bible class, I talked to you about some of these large companies and things that they're doing, the World Economic Forum. I mean, who in the world's got $450,000 a month to belong to a forum? They're the shot callers, the big ballers, they're doing it all, trying to, trying to rule the world. All these clowns getting out here talking about the world's heating up. We got global warming going on. You know what? I just want to tell you, you can't make enough electric cars to stop this world from heating up when he says it's time. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. I, I watched one of the Leaders in our nation today trying to work on some kind of bailout with this UAW deal. I don't, I don't know what it's all about. And they were interviewing her, and 
She said, we can't wait to get another electric vehicle from the UAW. And the person interviewed her, called her out and said, well, you're driving a Tesla right now. Promise God. This is what she said. She said, yeah, we, 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 bought, we bought the Tesla during the pandemic before there was a vaccine. I said, what in the name of God's that got to do with the electric car you're driving? She said, we, we, we plan on buying another one. We'll go ahead and buy you one. But I hadn't put my hope in a car company. I like driving them. They're fun. I got in a Tesla in California the other day that nearly put me in the back seat. You know you're in a mess when a 40-some-year-old grown man looks at you and says, You ready? Watch this. Yeah, sure. We're 12 years old. Go up and mash the gas. Church family, I'm not here to pop bubbles. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But I want to tell you something. They want you to be afraid. That's, oh God, help me tonight. That's the whole agenda. Be afraid and trust men. But they're rock. Is not our rock. Well, if we don't have certain things go our way in the next election, it's over. Is it? It's not over until God says it's over. So I've come to testify to you tonight. There's some folks in this house that I've known, that I've loved, that I've pastored, that have lived through depressions. They've lived through recessions. They've lived through losing homes and everything they've got. And God was still on the throne when they got finished. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, I'd rather eat beans and cornbread and stand on the Word of God than I would to buy into what this world's selling. I refuse to be afraid. I will not fear what man can do to me because their rock is not as our rock. When I was a kid... We used to sing the old Dottie Rambo song. When the earth all around me is sinking sand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, are you hearing what I'm singing to you right now? When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Where do I hide till the storms have all passed over? Lord God, I, I wish we could just throw down on that song right now. I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountain. I love this. And the mountain stands by me.
you, you, you can be sitting. Let me tell you about our rock. Let me tell you how our God works. We rely too much on what we see. You got to get to a place where you know what you know no matter what you see. The Bible said the servant of the Lord was walking with the prophet. And he looked up into the hills and all he could see was the enemy. And he began to tell the prophet just how bad it was. He was kind of like me. He was like old pastor here. He loved to see the positive thing. It looked they're about to kill every last one of us. He told the old prophet of the Lord, he said, look up there in them hills. He said, they're everywhere. They're going to kill us. We're surrounded. And the old prophet didn't get worked up one bit. He didn't worry one bit. As a matter of fact, the Bible just gives you like this picture. I don't know if you ever see pictures when you're reading words, but I just see the picture. I don't know if his old robe had pockets in it or not. But I just saw the old prophet stick his hand in his pockets, rock his feet a couple times, smile a little bit. And he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. They that are with us are more than they that are against us. This is the part I love about this story. Is God did not send those angels and chariots of fire when the boy's eyes were opened. God opened his eyes to see what already existed. Are you hearing me tonight? I know it feels like there's trouble around you. But I want to tell you what's around your trouble tonight. God says it's over when it's over. Don't you let intimidating lying spirits tell you they've got you cornered and you've got no way out. I'm preaching about a rock that's a way maker when there seems to be no way. I'm preaching about a rock tonight that's not intimidated by a doctor's report or by a letter from a lawyer. Their rock is not our Rock. Somebody clap to the Lord tonight. I've got people asking questions all the time. What are you going to do if it gets really bad? I don't know. What's really bad mean? I've been, I've been reading articles. Matter of fact, I recently read an article that Brother Daryl Weber preached about on Friday night at General Conference. I read that article. And it was written by a man from the Southern Baptist Convention who started writing about how many churches in the United States are closing. Now, I'm being honest with you. You, you just need to go watch it. He started talking about how many churches are closing their doors. He said, but you know who's not? He said, Pentecostal churches are growing. He said, people are running. They're leaving and they're running. You know why? Because it ain't the will of God for churches to be promoting fear.
I, I, I may have told this story. I can't remember. But Caleb Adams from Memphis was building a church building. And he started. Uh, these, you got to watch these crazy Pentecostal preachers. He started doing this building project, and then COVID hit, and so he just kept building. And the general contractor that's working for him uh, and, and for their church, all he does is build church buildings. And from what I understand, if I remember correctly, he said this man's built over 1,500 churches. And he said, as soon as... COVID things started getting kind of crazy or whatever. He called the guy and he said, hey, man, how's business going because of the C word, you know? And the guy said, well, he said, everybody's canceling their building projects. He said, the only churches I'm building right now is for you guys. He said, what do you mean? He said, the only churches that haven't canceled is Pentecostal churches. Can I tell you why? Because where the doors are open, people are going to go. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. But the last couple of weeks, there's been some talk. One of the doctors that was on TV all the time, thank God he's on there a lot less. One of the wealthiest men in the world who's been involved in all this stuff. They started talking the last couple of weeks. They said, now when the next pandemic comes. When the next. Anybody else heard that? Well, pastor, we are to be afraid. Now, I don't think I will. Well, I'm telling you, you, you better open up your eyes. No, hang on just a second. If we open up our eyes, I'm going to tell you what we'll see. The same hand that was on us yesterday. Is the same hand that's on us today. Church family, I can't tell you how important it is for you to understand. It is appointed unto man once to die. And the devil don't control your appointment. So until God says he's done with you, let the men and women of this world do what they're going to do. We're going to have revival. We're going to do whatever we got to do to have revival. We're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep preaching. We're going to keep singing. We're going to keep loving. And we're going to keep believing. And when we go through a hard time, we're going to say, Lord, I'm going to cry to you from the ends of the earth and lead me to the rock that's higher than I. I just don't know what to pray, Pastor. Let's go to Psalms 27. Everybody doing all right? I'm about done. I just don't know what to say. When I start praying, I feel like I run out of words. Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I wish somebody would just get this in your heart right now. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Woo! Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked 
Even my enemies and my foes. Are you, are you reading this same book I'm reading? Came upon me to destroy me, to eat up my flesh. When my enemies came to destroy me, what happened? They stopped. You ain't hearing me tonight. I said, devil, you've given me your best shot. And I'm still standing. You've tried everything you know, but I'm still standing. They stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me. Look at your neighbor and say, against me. My heart shall not fear. Oh, but pastor, what about wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in diverse places? Oh my God, what are we going to do? The war should rise against me in this. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Why? For in the time of trouble. Oh God. I can't hardly stay in my skin right now. For in the time of trouble. He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle. He shall hide me and shall set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing yea. I will sing praises unto the Lord. I've come to preach to you tonight. The valley may be low, but the rock is high. You may feel like you're exhausted, but God is not out of strength. not over until God says it's over <laughs> and while I'm in the middle of this thing I'm just going to lift up my voice when it feels like it's so dark I can't see my hand in front of my face and I'm going to say the Lord is my light and my salvation Woo! of whom I wish somebody would just start praying the word right now I don't know what you've been going through, but God does. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? Anybody in here feeling a little better yet? If you're not feeling better yet, you're just a step or two away from it. You ought to just step out into that aisle and make your way to the front tonight. And say, when the earth all around me is sinking sand. When I need a shelter. When I need a friend. I go to the rock.